This, this, this is, 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 is Fight Disciples. We are gathered here today for the Fight Disciples UFC and Boxing Talk. Hi, it's Adam. Hope you are well. Don't forget to subscribe to Fight Disciples, the podcast, so therefore you never miss out on any exclusive content. Please write us a five-star review as well on iTunes. It helps with our worldwide visibility. Time for a little bit of an interview with former IBF bantamweight champion Paul Butler, looking for a little bit of history himself as he aims to become a two-weight world champion. This is the Fight Disciples podcast. Subscribe now via the iTunes store. Like the old sponsorship on there, mate. You got to keep Frank happy, aren't you? You got to get the Box Nation T-shirt. Yeah, on. I did have me uh, my sponsor on there, but no, I've mate. Been told no, to... it's a t- big TV job. Oh, Weekend, no. lad. You got to get the gear on. Exactly. Um... Are you not warm? It's red hot outside. You've just been doing. Your... Paul's just come straight from his uh, public workout, right? It is red hot in uh, Liverpool City Centre right now, uh, and the ring has been outside at Liverpool One. Yeah. Beautiful day. Sun cream needed, my friend. And you've got about twenty five layers on. I know. Yeah. Uh, got my sweats up on. I've got a weigh in on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> you've got you, to drop the pounds. Mate, you make weight quite comfortably. You don't need to sweat it off, do you? Mm, if, if a boxer told you they made weight comfortable, they're lying. <laughs> Um, Nick Peach, one of my colleagues, I know he's covered uh, a lot of your yeah. fights in the in the past. He sadly couldn't uh, stick with us because he's got some other stuff to uh, get on with this afternoon. He wants to know, and I, I, I don't know where this is coming from because for me it's quite obvious. Mm. Where's the nickname the Babyface Assassin come from? Who gave it you? Come from Nick Peach. A box there. Well, obviously everyone knows me. Heroes Marco Antonio Barrera, mm. and his nickname was the Babyface Assassin. But a box there in Liverpool. Um, it was about 2007, St George's All in the Commonwealth Federations, and I won the first round. And he wrote in the paper the next day when he worked to the Echo, Babyface Assassin uh, strikes again or something. And since then it's stuck. I, I've I've had it right the way through since then. You're even introduced sometimes now when you come into the ring, the Babyface Assassin. Yeah, yeah. And that's where it's come from, See, Nick Pete. Mate, you want to watch him? He'll be taking royalties, pal. I know. I know Nick, but... When you become a two weight world champion, he'll be all over you saying, "Hey." Sort us out some we a little bit on the side. Exactly, I know. But... Dodgy like that. Mm. Um, let's talk about the first time you became world champ mm. um, at a weight above. Yeah. Talk to me about the process of becoming there because it's very rare that somebody becomes world champion, then relinquishes mm. it to step down in weight to your more natural weight. Yeah. For those that haven't followed your career, but talk to me about then stepping up and getting that opportunity. Was it one of those where basically opportunity knocks? So I'm going to take it. Yeah. Um... Well, we knew Stuart Hall was getting the chance to box for the world title. And um, obviously I sat down with Frank and, and he explained, Stuart Hall's going to get a chance to to box for the world title. If he wins it, would you be interested in boxing Stuart for the for the, for the world title? So obviously, being a boxer, I've said, of course, yeah. We'd sparred many rounds before me and Stuart, so I knew him pretty well. But once we got told that information that we could be boxing Stuart... We just got straight in a strength and conditioning gym. Did you knew that it would be at Bantam rather yeah, than at we knew it would be at Bantam, yeah. Um, so we just got ourselves straight into the strength and conditioning gym here in Liverpool, no limits, who I'm still with now. Yeah. And um, we we bulked up a bit because we knew it would be... Get on the KFC, son. Get on the <laughs> KFC, get the, get the yeah, juice on. We put the ri- the weight on, but we put it on in the right way. Um, we didn't just go to Mackey's <laughs> or anything like that. Um, we filled out quite a bit for that fight. Um, and then, did you know that when even if you won it, and which you did, yeah. became world champ, that you would always come back down? Yeah, it was always the plan. Even if we won it or lost it, um, were we you were not tempted to stay? Down. Looking back at it now, I should have stayed. 
Um, Hindsight's a I wonderful thing, did. though, isn't it? But we are where we are now, and I'm 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 heading towards my second world title at a different weight, so I wouldn't change it. But maybe, maybe the thing yeah. the thing is, hindsight's a wonderful thing. You sp- yeah. as, we speak to many fighters on the show, and some have had bumps in the road, made a decision. Mm. Oh, wish I hadn't made that decision because it's led to this, and I've had to yeah. go all the way around the houses to get to X, Y, and Z. However. This ain't the end, mate. We're right in the middle of your career, aren't we? You know what I mean? Like you just said, the plan is to become a, a two-weight world champion. Yeah. Now, obviously, it's super flying. You're well on your way to be doing that with a world eliminator mm. uh, this weekend. So, we're technically this fight and then another shot. Yeah, we're, we're potentially two wins away from being world champion again. Mm. Um, which Sounds which good, is that, what it? Been, World champion again. Yeah, which is what I'm working towards and we're working hard in the gym. Obviously, I'm at a new gym as well in Oliver Harrison. Um, so I think you're going to see an extra 10, 15% out of me. Well, we're going to talk to you about uh, Ollie because uh, we cover a lot with Rocky. We've done a yeah. lot with Martin. Yeah. Um, there's uh, there's a, a little bit of a buzz going on without Oliver Harrison's gym at this moment mm-hmm. in time. All very similar guys that are, are hungry, that maybe it hasn't gone 100% for in their particular careers. And they're yeah. all, they're all seem to be along the same level mentally-wise. And you fit into that category of someone that is, right, okay, I'm, I'm going round the houses here mm. uh, to get to where I want to get to. Um, are you finding it a lot easier to be in that company, which is maybe pulling you along and keeping you, well, you're self-motivated anyway, mm. but keeping you extra motivated when you're around kids like that? Yeah, success breeds success. And and um, obviously, they're all, they're, well, Martin's on the verge of a, of a massive, mm. a massive eliminating himself with George Groves. He's got that coming up. Rocky's on the verge of setting up this matchroom versus Mayweather promotions and he could be boxing. Julian Love, yeah. Julian Love. Love. (laughs) It's hard to pronounce, Um, I know. We'll get to pronunciations of fighters in a minute with a kid that you're fighting, but carry on. (laughs) I'm not even going to try that. But, yeah, like I say, they're both on the verge of big title fights and I'm on the verge of Mm. hopefully becoming a two-weight world champion as well, so the gym's buzzing. Yeah, well, that's it, isn't it? You're around Um, it, you start to see what the other guys are doing. And yep. then the belief pattern as well. When you because the guy that's in your corner, you've got yep. to believe in the team that is of around course. you. And if they're tried and tested, I mean Oliver Harrison, he's forgotten yep. more stuff than I know about boxing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He's that knowledgeable about the stuff. So it just breeds a little bit more confidence in you thinking, well, I'm with the right dudes. Yep. Patience is a key in this game, and and that helps just confirming your head that it, it's going to happen at some point. Hundred percent. Like I've only been with him like ten, twelve weeks, I think, and I can see the improvements myself. Just. Little things like ring craft after landing one or two shots, just going for a little walk, or or even the times where I've caught him once, it's about going again, or yeah. it's about picking no, the right moments yeah, yeah, yeah. in the fight and knowing when to up the gears and knowing when to go for a little walk. Just little things like that, and and little things like my jab when I was throwing a jab, my elbow was coming up with it, and I weren't getting not enough power behind the yeah. jab just to. Just little things, and and that's what we've picked up with Oliver well, so far. You're a former world champion. There. It's only little things that are needed. Yeah, it's the isn't minor it? things. Yeah, it's yeah. the minor things. What what give you the extra 15 percent? Did you try anybody else? No, we just you, well, you straight to Oliver. And right. How did that come about then? Why Oliver? Why what what, what was it that attracted just, you to him? Obviously, the lads in the gym. He's done well with Martin. Yeah. Um, Martin's boxed for four world titles. I think maybe should have won three of them. Um, Definitely in Argentina, mate. He put uh, yeah. Martinez on his backside twice. Yeah, I thought he won the first one with Sturm. Um, he's probably only lost. Close. He's probably only lost the Triple G fight. If we're dead, yeah, honest. and the Triple G one. Yeah. Um, so he's been unlucky himself, uh, and Rocky's only losses to 
obviously Callum, Callum Smith, yeah. who's Ridiculous. unbelievable. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's gonna. I think he'll wipe away the division. But like I say, his work's good, so that's why we we went and sp- sat down with Oliver, and it just seemed right at the time. Calming guy, innit? Really calm guy. He was. Yeah, he was obviously at, at the show at the weekend. Mm. Um, he had a couple of lads on there, and um, really just calming influence. Yeah, and that is. is imperative. In a in the heat of the battle, you yeah. need that calm. Energy. You need someone just to calm yourself down mm. and just let you know that everything's all right, and and he's going to give you the right. You know, he's going to give you the right tactics going out there because he's sitting there watching it. He's been there, done it himself. So. I think he's the man for the job. I noticed that you were there at the weekend at the uh, at yep. the Goodison show. You're supposed mm-hmm. to be resting. You got to you got to fight at the weekend, mate. You're supposed to be resting, relaxing, chilling out. Get and, your uh, socks on. No, too many lads on there. That I know, so <laughs> <laughs> I had to go and support them. When you what when you watch something like that as a fighter, because mm-hmm. there were a few sat at ringside. Beefy was there himself, ringside. Yeah. Obviously not on the card. When you see lads that you've grown up with. Mm. Um, you've been around the amateurs with quite a few of those fellas yeah. as well and you see him up on there and you think to yourself this is a bit special this in my well obviously you're always me a poor but in Liverpool a city that you've been around a lot of, mm. a lot of your career you look at that in the stadium fight you must think to yourself I fancy a bit of this one day man yeah it was unbelievable especially watching Tony win the world title as well I've, obviously I've known him since I was 11 years of age right the way through the amateurs Boxed with him for England yeah. and boxed with him right the way through the ABAs as well. Um, so it was made up for him and, and the undercard as well. The three Smiths were on. Um, I've travelled everywhere with, with Stephen as well. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Were you good. Stephen and Tony? Like you said, England ABAs and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, you were all over the world gone, together, weren't you? Gone, gone through everywhere. I've done my ass, so it's good to see them doing well. No, extremely well. But you must think, look at that and think, right... I fancy a bit of this. I'm going to have a piece of this pie sometime. At Anfield, maybe. Not to other <laughs> <soon there. laughs> Well, that, do you know something? That's the ironic thing, because there were so many guys that were on there that were reds. Yeah, there was. I think there's only Tony that were on there that was a, that's a proper blue. Yeah. Everybody else were already on there. And Tom Farrelly's a blue as yeah, well. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Yeah. Um, they're going to have to do one at Anfield. They're going to have to now. Did you did, did you join in with any of the Everton singing? No. Come on, lad. You had nah. to get behind T. What were we? No, I had to uh, <laughs> keep quiet. And as soon as he won your history. I as saw soon you, as I you saw won, you. I had to go. <laughs> I had to go because there was too many Everton, Everton songs getting sung. It was pandemonium, weren't it? Yeah, Great atmosphere. Yeah. Fantastic for him as well uh, to become uh, Liverpool's second world champ. Um, unbelievable scenes. Now, let's talk about um, a guy that's on the undercard. Um, and this might um, leave a sour taste in your mouth because it is your only defeat. But Zolani mm-hmm. Tete. Yeah. Um, sensational fight. This kid's a good, great. good fight. Really great fight. Um is he as good as a fan like me who's never been in the ring would perceive? You've been in there across from him. He's unbelievable. Um, I think as soon as he gets a world title, he'll pick up more and more and more at different weights as well. He can go up another two weights and be comfortable. He's he's so big and so strong on the night. You'll probably rangy, see isn't it? Very rangy. Very long, very powerful. I've never felt power like it in my life, and especially when I've been up to bantamweight as well. Yeah. And I've sparred some big, big kids as well, like lightweights and a they don't come close to... Is it natural power or is it, or is it timing that he's got? Or maybe a bit of both? I think it's both because his timing is spot on, but I think if you if you, if you you were to watch the fight with me and Zolani, when he walks out and he throws a jab to the body, that's his first shot as a jab to the body against me. And I thought, Oof, that's tasty like that. <laughs> What's he got in them gloves? But uh, no, he, he's a good kid. I've just been down with him there and speaking to him and... He's a nice lad. There's obviously no grudges there because 
it's just a boxing match at the end of the day. Yeah, He's yeah. got to do a job, I've got to do a job, and he came out victorious. At your weight level, um, on that world level that you want to be, obviously, mixing with again, which you're only, like you said, two fights away from becoming, hopefully, world champion once again. Uh, the guys that are uh, obviously dominating that division, uh, out in Asia, out in Japan, yeah. and various things like that. Do you fancy a travel? I'd go anywhere. They've got a world title, I'll box anyone, anywhere. Um, doesn't matter to me. Um, to ring, Have to gloves, will travel, let's yeah. have it. Let's go, yeah. Um, I want your world title, so I'll go anywhere. <laughs> what does it mean to you to be on the card in a Liverpool homecoming this weekend? Because it's quite special, this, actually, because... Um, a Liverpool world title hasn't been uh, defended by a Liverpool mm. fighter for now 40 years. And this is the first mm. time, obviously, Beefy's doing that this weekend. I, th- yeah. I don't think we had an actual proper Liverpoolian yeah. uh, world champion for 23 years. And he's, yeah. he keeps toppling them records. Now two have come along at, at once at with, you, with Tony. Yeah. Obviously, yourself from uh, Ellesmere Port. It must be quite nice, though, because in the area, you'll have a lot of fans, a lot of people that have followed yeah. you in this area. So it'll be noisy for you. So it must be quite nice. Would you class this as your home fight, Liverpool? Well, yeah, they have to because there's nowhere in Ellesmere Port, um, and I've boxed at the Echo since since my debut. Yeah, um, in 2011 or 2010, 2011. Yeah, so whispered in the background there. Since 2011, I've boxed at the Echo, so I've got a class that as as my home home venue for me. So, does it feel for you quite? Uh do you get emotional with it? Because a lot of people do. Like, Tony at the weekend, obviously, it's, it, that's his yeah. home, isn't it, Goodison? You speak to some fighters and they go, oh, I've got to go away, I've got to fight here, I've got to fight in Manchester, I've got to fight X, Y and Z. Yeah. Like, for example, when you won your World's Night, you did it up in Newcastle, yeah? yeah? So therefore, when you get the opportunity to come home and fight here in front of your home fans, is it mm. extra special? Yeah, it is nice. Um, I sell enough tickets as well, so when I come out, it, it does feel welcoming and... And it must be a bit uh, daunting for the opponent as well because this kid who unboxing, he, it looks like he boxes like in car parks and stuff if you're watching it on the internet. Um, there's not many people there, there's like 200 people there, so it might be a bit um, a bit frightening for him when he walks out in front of a few thousand people at the Echo. I'm, uh, I'm absolutely delighted that I'm not on MC duties this weekend <laughs> because there's not a cat in hell's chance that I can pronounce this gentleman's name. Um, are you going to have a go at it? No, I, I've tried in my head and it just it's, it sounds daft, so there's no way I'm trying it neither. Just the way that you look at it, it is WBO, super flyweight, um, world yeah. title eliminator, that's it. That's that's the way I'm looking at it, yeah. Two arms, two legs. Doesn't matter about his name. Get the Let's victory. Get, get the victory and obviously mm-hmm. yeah, move on to uh, world title uh, honours. Do you think it could be made this year? I know we eliminators, yeah. there's obviously um, a lot of politics that come in there. Well, you mentioned Callum earlier on, he's going through that at the moment with yeah. the WBC. Do you think we can make that this year? Yeah, I think so, because the lad who's got the world title, um, apparently he's out until next year with, with bad hands. So with me being the final eliminator and I'll be mandatory for it, it would have to go to purse bids. Yeah. So if it was to go to purse bids, it has to happen within like 90 days, I think. That's right. When the purse bids. So he wouldn't have the time, so he's going to have to give it up. So... He gives it up, then we, we box for that vacant world title. Whoever's in line for it will we, we'll box. The beautiful thing about this, and I'm, you know, I don't want to play promote awards or anything like mm. that. I'm a big fan of both Matchroom and obviously uh, who you're with, Frank Warren. One thing that I will say about Frank is that he does put his hand in his pocket, and he will, All the time. and he will make. If he can get that in Liverpool, or if he can get it in the UK, yeah. he will do his very best to uh, ensure that you get that shot yeah. uh, on these shores. 
he's the best in the business at getting um, hometown advantage. Um, he's done it with a lot of, well, most of his fighters. Mm. Um, there's not many Frank Warren fighters that have to travel to, to win the world title. Um, a lot of matchroom fighters do. But um, Frank always puts his hand in his pocket, always gets hometown advantage, and he believes. Another confidence that thing gives for you. An extra te- it gives you an extra 10% on the night because you've got the, the home crowd right behind you. And like I say, it's a little bit daunting for them. Absolutely. Paul, we wish you all the best this weekend. Um, and obviously, fingers crossed this year, we can yeah. get another world title back here in Liverpool. That's the plan. Uh, and uh, obviously, you become. Set a little bit of history, mate, because not a lot of people know this. It's very rare that somebody steps down in weight to become mm. world champion. I think it's a hundred years yeah. uh, that a British fighter has won, won a world title and then stepped yeah. down in weight in order to try and win another one. Yeah. So to become a two-weight uh, world tam- uh, champion, um, they don't come around that often, mate, so it will be mm. well celebrated when you indeed you do do that. So we wish you all the best with it. Thanks a lot. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, subscribe via iTunes.